Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman Beyond podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 91 Joyride and Lost Soul. Hi, pals. I uh, I think I I uh, called you friends last week, and I apologize for yeah, that. You're not pals. friends. Yeah, I am Al. I'm Maggie, and we are not friends. Uh, well, you and I are friends. Well, you and I are friends, yes, and also some of the people who listen to this show are friends with us. Yes, but uh, the friends were for the Star Trek show. These are pals. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an entirely different thing. Friends, Kirk. Yeah, like you, you you're Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Mm-hmm. Like it, it comes from someplace. Just like every now and then people say, why do you say Twala at the end? Well, don't worry you, about it. If you'd listen to our coverage of Mystery of the Batwoman, mm-hmm. you'd know. Yeah, you should listen to our coverage of Mystery of the Batwoman. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, what else are you doing with your time? Nothing. I guess. I See, these are our pals. You probably shouldn't uh, probably shouldn't insult them that way. Ah, my pal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we uh, fundamentally disagree on one of these episodes, yeah, which is always did. fun. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think I think we have reached a point in our relationship where it's not that doesn't fill one or the other of us with like anxiety. Like, oh no, we're gonna we're gonna fight. Like oh, no, we're gonna I, disagree. I didn't like all of the chase music in this in this episode, and Al's gonna yell at me. Yep. In fairness, like fourteen years ago, me when we started podcasting probably would have yelled at you, and I feel bad about that. Now. <laughs> what do you mean you don't like all the chasing? What's wrong with you? Well. Hey, shut up. Here's ten reasons why you're wrong. Uh-huh. Name ten. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But let's get this uh, let's get let's get this going and I'll uh, right. we can we can uh, very politely disagree. Have a mm-hmm. have a thoroughly polite dust up about it. Once I've told you what happens in Joyride. The Jokers are Akiraing around on their Akira bikes, dragging some poor new recruit idiot to the remains of Arkham Asylum to do Whatever it is Jokers do to initiate members into their stupid gang. I was going to come up with some kind of scathing exaggeration here, but one of the things they do is put an actual red clown nose on the guy, so fuck, man, I don't know. Clowns. (laughs) They don't even get to the unblinking eye before an experimental military jet literally drops out of the sky in front of them. And while their leader, Scab, was really looking forward to the paddling of the swollen ass with paddles, he also knows a good thing when he sees it. There are two rules when you're in the Jokers. Never break clown character, and always steal an experimental military jet when it literally drops out of the sky in front of you. So they do exactly that, and begin terrorizing the city with it. But unbeknownst to them, and let's be fair, not a lot is nonced to these guys, the experimental military jet has a reactor that's gone critical, hence the military guys abandoning it, and if someone doesn't stop them, Neo-Gotham is going to E-X-P-L-O-D-E. That spells explode. The jet's designer, Dr. Price, who in true mad science fashion cut a bunch of safety corners when her funding got cut, seems to have this more or less under control, but now she has the unsolicited help of Batman Beyond himself, on account of this being his show and all. Terry tracks the jet down to the abandoned subway station that serves as headquarters for Gotham's other extremely dangerous youth youth gang, the T's, who love the letter T, I guess? (laughs) Then, with the help of that new recruit kid, he disarms the jet and saves the day. I was going to take another stab at an exaggerated clown joke here, but that kid literally removes his red nose and drops it to the ground like it's the most profound shit ever committed to film, so I guess I won't be doing that. I used to think clowns were cool, Batman, but now I know that they're not. 
I used to laugh at safety, but now they call me Three-Fingered Joe. <laughs> Clown, no more. <laughs> I don't know, maybe this is the exact plot of the Jerry Lewis, uh, The Day the Clown Died movie that we won't, they, he won't let us see until, until like, he dies or whatever. Dead. Yeah. I can't believe Jerry Lewis is still alive, honestly. Uh, I don't care that much, but I, I just happened to read a reference to that movie this mm-hmm. week, and it was like, Oh yeah, that's that's still a thing. Uh-huh. Huh? Yeah, the day the clown died? Cried, I Cried. think. Maybe died. I don't fucking know. Who cares? It's Jerry Lewis. Who cares? <laughs> anyway, uh yeah, we uh we have very different opinions about this. Yeah. You apparently did not care for it. I just thought this one was kind of a big chase scene, and I could enjoy a big chase scene, but this was very boring. Okay. Just well, this is your bad thing, yeah? Ba- yeah, basically. There's a lot of Batman chasing around some real dullards in various spaceships that they found. Well, it's just the one spaceship that they found, but then he gets access to the other spaceship. Yeah, so it's two spaceships. Right. Chasing each other around. That Every means... once in a while, the fucking uh, Jokers will hassle somebody at a drive through or something. Oh, yeah, the drive through scene was pretty good. Who just then throws full naked hamburgers into their into their tank. I mean, naked hamburgers. Mm-hmm. How else would you describe them? Well, if someone's pointing a giant fuck-off laser cannon at me mm-hmm. and saying, give me 50 cheeseburgers, I'm probably not going to make them wait for me to wrap them. Ugh, this poor probably guy. just going to say, take these cheeseburgers we already have and please go. <laughs> poor guy probably makes like half a unit an hour. Like, Jesus Christ. Uh, well, that, that that takes me right to my, uh, in the future. In the, future. the dollar will be replaced by the extremely nebulous unit. I love that we have gotten so far into the future, 50 years, that the uh-huh. dollar is just done. It's like, no, nah, we have units now because it's the future. But, like, every every future thing has their own dumb, mm-hmm. like, future currency. And usually it's just credits or creds or something. Yeah. And, like, that that tracks. But this one, uh, units? Mm-hmm. What What is that? How We're many s- units make a, like, a penny? How many? I don't know. We're it's switching z- over to the unit, uh, the imperial unit. Hmm. Except for England, who uh-huh. brexited out of the unit and are still using, like, uh, pence and, um, uh, what is it, crowns and, and sovereigns. Mm-hmm. All those things that mystify me and will always mystify me until the end of time. Tuppence. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. And thruppence. Thruppence. Mm-hmm. A hay penny and a farthing. Ugh. And a half crown, as you know, we learned take... uh, on the Gav special. Yes, exactly. I will take units over that any day. Mm-hmm. Like a good unit, now that I think of it. Who <laughs> doesn't enjoy a good unit? It's just simple. You know, it's just one number following another number. Actually, you know what? This show's got the right idea about money. Uh, it really doesn't, because we got... Uh, I don't remember which episode it was in, mm-hmm. but uh, people heisting a... Uh, like, a, like boosting an ATM. Yep. And uh, they take... like the, we, We've seen this before, where each card represents an, an amount of money. Yeah. It's it's like Gotham Gotham switched to the gift card as actual currency. Right, but the entire advantage of digital currency is that there's nothing for you to steal. Mm-hmm. It's all protected by your own security and it's all, you know, digital. Mm-hmm. So no one should be able to physically take your money anymore. Mm-hmm. And yet we've made it somehow easier. Look, these plastic mm-hmm. cards are so much lighter than coins. Yeah. You can steal so many more of them. They're they're somehow even lighter than dollar bills. Mm-hmm. It's insane, and and I believe they're much like pads on Star Trek, where like maybe the one person carries like thirty of them. Yep, 
you know, to have an amount of money. Let me just fish 15 different plastic cards out of my future wallet. Mm-hmm. Which is just like a big fucking CD book with like a bunch of uh, <laughs> uh, credit yep. cards shoved into it. I'm just picturing George Costanza's wallet, like uh-huh. giving him back problems. <laughs> That's accurate. Um, so actually, my good thing is kind of your bad thing. Mm-hmm. I I actually really enjoy the overall premise of this one. I like the idea of this terrifying new weapon being mm-hmm. in the hands of the stupidest, like most dangerous. Like they're dangerous because they're idiots, uh-huh. not because they're smart at all. And I like. I don't know. Something about that uh, hits me better than, um, and I like a lot of the episodes where like the high school kids get powers, mm-hmm. but th- like these kids are more dangerous to me than like Willie Watt was because th- they're so much more like mindlessly mm-hmm. malicious well, and just shooting stuff because it's cool. These guys are some real dipshits, you know. Like, yep. Just no, and I like dumb that. I li- fucking kids. I we we made this joke before, but it's also kind of true. They mm-hmm. they. They did kind of predict the dummies thinking the Joker was someone to look up to, you know? Yep, Where the Joker, I mean, I guess we'll see he does, Mm -hmm. but uh, it it feels like he wouldn't want anything to do with any of these people. Oh, yeah. Well, and also, like, there's something about Scab specifically that feels very much like a guy who is way too old to be doing this and hanging around with a lot of high schoolers. One of the, yeah, one of the things I like is... Yeah, there's always one of those. It's sort of his story mm-hmm. because like the end is just him completely losing his shit over the fact that I finally had something that made me, you know, special, mm-hmm. like in the, in the gang world, I finally had like some muscle and now I don't anymore. Yep. And oh, this, this was it. This was my only chance. I was going to be I, so cool now that I had a tank. Throws a little temper tantrum and I, I don't know. I, I kind of like that. <laughs> it feels like a lot of like older movies that I've seen, like old. I don't know. I can't think of a specific one, but mm-hmm. it, it it had that vibe to me, and I enjoyed that. That that's something I've, you reminded me of too. Just the it ending on some guy having a complete temper tantrum, and I can't think of where I saw it now. It's definitely. I mean, they you know, they're, I'm sure they're referencing something, yeah. or or it's just not a bad idea that's been used elsewhere. Sure. But, uh, I just, I like I said, I like that this was this guy's one shot, mm-hmm. and we kind of thought at the beginning that I, I assume you you thought this as well that this was going to be the story of that new recruit kid. And oh, yeah. He ends up helping, but it's not really his arc at all. That, ki- that kid has a very weird arc that I find very familiar, which is stuck with a bunch of assholes, but, and you can't leave because they're your ride home. Y- yes, you have a uh, a mighty epic story mm-hmm. about this very thing. Yep. Won't be telling that one right now, but... Uh, no, 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 no. I, I heard bits and pieces... Bar. I'd, I'd heard bits and pieces of it over the years, mm-hmm. but uh, you, you, you did a full telling of it when we had some uh, friends over here last summer. Uh-huh. And, uh, it was a lot. Yeah, really was. Uh-huh. I had never heard the whole thing start to finish before. That was that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's also that, that you know, I want to fit in with the cool kids. Oh, shit, the cool kids are like, like, I know my parents said they were bad news, but they're really, they're really bad news. Like, I just thought my parents were dumb like all parents, but these guys are also dumb like all teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, my bad thing, mm-hmm. and I hinted at this in my, my summary, I'm not really sure what the T's are supposed to be. I mean, it's very much like, I don't know, um, we need another gang that's not the Jokers. Um. Well, and the obvious thing, and I'm glad they didn't do this, is to have them also look up to some old Batman villain. Like they're the Penguins, or the Riddlers, uh-huh. or the Mr. Freezes. They all, they all look like that new Riddler. Mm-hmm. 
Trash bag looks, Riddler. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> oh, he grew, he he hastily drew a question mark on. Mm-hmm. So you know it's him. Riddler, you're not going to just leave like that, are you? Yeah, I am, Mom. Where's your <laughs> question mark? Oh, hang on. <sighs> there, are you happy? No, stop doing crime. He's, Ugh. He's like the original Riddler's shitty son. <laughs> Have a little respect for the uniform. Fuck you, Dad. Uh-huh. Tristan Nigma. <laughs> Connor Nigma. Uh, it's, it's, it's crossword Nigma. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the T's, they just draw a T on their face. Mm-hmm. And one of them, helpfully on the wall, wrote T's rule. I saw them just, oh, I guess T's rule. Okay. Well, good to know where thing where we stand on the T's in the T hideout. <laughs> I mean, if the T's are going to like anything, I guess it's going to be T's. So. Yeah. One piece of lone graffiti in the middle of their of their base. T's rule. All uh-huh. Right. I guess this tracks. Mm-hmm. And basically, they just pulled an old couch down to an abandoned subway station. <laughs> and that's their that's their hideout. And these, like, okay, yeah, we talk about the Jokers being idiots, because they are. Mm-hmm. But we've seen, we they were in the pilot. We've seen them. They have motorcycles. They have weapons. Yep. They pop up in the news often enough that everyone knows these guys, like, are sort of the face of street crime mm-hmm. in this city. The T's just seem like, idiots like, like and the t's are also here and they're their rivals mm-hmm. they don't seem to have done put in any of the work that the jokers did to, to get a rep you know i i, I kind of love that it's extremely petty and stupid well that's that's gangs or at least gangs as represented on television mm-hmm. it's like we've got the jokers who are actually doing something you know like yeah. they're out there terrorizing they drive around on their bikes and swing chains around and yeah. then we've got the t's their greatest rivals who would go out and drive around on motorcycles and swing chains if they could afford motorcycles yeah, or chains. Well, this couch we got from the from the dump is pretty uh, pretty comfy. So That was my dad's couch. <laughs> yeah, but you still had to fish it out of the dump because he wouldn't give it to you. He threw it away. <laughs> you're never, you're never going to get the stain out of it. Shut up, Dad. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, you're just like that Riddler kid from down the block. Ugh, he's not joining our gang. He doesn't rule like the T's. I'm gonna start my own gang. We're gonna be the Riddler Riddlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your good thing? Ah, uh, what was my good thing? Uh, I actually really like Scab's voice. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was very unique, and I liked it, you know? Well, it's, I mean, I. it isn't. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mean that in the sense that you're wrong. I mean it in the sense that it's not unique because this guy has done a bunch of voices on the show and mm-hmm. continue to. I, but I understand what you're saying. I don't know what it is. It's just like this regular guy voice coming out of this dude. No, it's that thing that I've praised Andrea Romano for mm-hmm. many, many times, which is casting someone with an interesting voice yep. over getting a stock voice actor to do a voice. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had your Maurice LaMarche type doing a kid, you know, a tough kid voice, that wouldn't be nearly as cool as just getting somebody who sounds like that. But it, again, adds to that, like, that feeling of, like, the, the guy who is way too old to be doing any of this. Yeah, he definitely sounds that way. And he sucks so much that he just hangs out with high school kids all the time. Yep. I mean, I didn't mention it the first time you said that, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time, or at least, you know, did, with your friend group who are all nine years younger than me. That does so, uh, It totally does. No, it doesn't. 
It's completely right. different. Uh-huh. This guy I mean, sucks, and you're one of the, my best friends, so. Well, I appreciate that, but uh, I did spend an awful lot of time in, in my early 30s hanging out with people in their early 20s, and uh, boy, did that make me feel old. No, this is different. <laughs> okay. Um, What else? Oh, we haven't mentioned uh, Dr. Price. Uh, this is a wonderful Hey, It's That Guy. Mm-hmm is Wendy Malick, yep. who you and I know best as Beatrice Horseman from BoJack Horseman. Yep. She, uh, Devlin pointed out to me also from Just Shoot Me, a yep. bunch of other stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, I know her best from uh, BoJack. And once I recognized her voice, it took me a minute, but it was like, oh, God, I can't hear anything. Like, don't sit so close, close to the TV, BoJack. It'll make you cruel. <laughs> well, it ain't Ibsen. Just, just... <laughs> Like, and for those of you unfamiliar with that show, she's just one of those scathing old ladies in the in the classic style mm-hmm. of like your um, uh, your Lucille Bluth, or like uh, Emily Gilmore, or like just that 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 kind of old lady that will basically, just cut you to the bone. Basically, every yeah. character that Lucille Bluth played. I no Jessica Fletcher. Jessica Walter. Walter. Jessica Fletcher was, is from uh, uh, the fictional character Murder in Murder she wrote. she wrote. No, Jessica Walter actually. One of her best-known roles before, like, she started doing that mm. was in a movie called Play Misty for Me, where she was a uh, crazy stalker of a radio DJ. She kept calling in. Oh. And she was, like, obsessed with him. So, like, uh, she she had she had a little bit of range. No kidding. All right. Yeah. It's it's very good. I just, I'm, I know her from Arrested Development and then Archer, yeah. where she played the character from Arrested Development. Well, Arrested Development Archer. was... Arrested Development was kind of her, like, you know, rebirth, mm-hmm. and she got a bunch of roles like that after that. I, I'd seen her do other things similar to Archer after that, just because everyone's like, yeah, we want Lucille Bluth. Mm-hmm. But Wendy Malick, also very good at that kind of thing. Yep. Vocally, at least. I don't even think she's old enough to, to play that physically mm-hmm. yet, but uh, yeah. She was good in this, and, and <laughs> there's a point where um, uh, the Jokers hear her come over the radio like, hey, come on, give our thing back, guys. Mm-hmm. You sound hot. Are you hot? And like, you know, I don't want to be shallow or anything, but yeah, she is. <laughs> they just once again the show with this sort of unique character designs. Mm-hmm. There's there's a couple of things about her that just make her look a little different than your typical Bruce Tim character. Yeah. And uh, you know, she's got like curly hair and I don't know, got a face with just some uh, details to it that like your average like uh, Batman the animated series character wouldn't have. Yeah. And just yeah, just I like the know, look of her, slightly different. Yeah. I liked her. Yeah. I also liked her doing the fucking David Marcus thing where, like, I don't know, science is hard, so I cut some corners and endangered everyone. Yeah, what? <clears throat> Just put some proto-matter in there, you know. Look, if this had worked, you would have thought I was awesome. Look, I, I, I just put one orphan in there. Just, just one orphan. An orphan. Just a, a little orphan boy. What are you so mad about? A forsaken child. <sighs> Everyone's always so mad at me, and I'm just doing my best. Mm-hmm. I also, I... I Hinted at this in my summary that she really does not want Batman's help, and I no, love not that. at all. I like see. I I can see how this would contribute to what you didn't like about this that he doesn't show up for the whole first act. He but I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I kind of like being on like you know mm-hmm. figuring out what's going on first, and then he comes in and it's like, ugh, now I got to clean this up. And then the government lady the whole time saying, "I don't need your help. Get out of here." <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I'm Batman. This is my project for the night. Look, if I don't help you, an old man is going to yell at me. I love, and and the DC Wiki points out, this is um, Kevin Conroy's shortest uh, recording session for the entire DC Animated <laughs> Universe. Because I think his line is, handle it. Something to that effect. What's, He's uh... like, 
the Jokers have a tank, so handle it. It's, and then he hangs up. Yeah, it's the joke. Look, if you can't do this, you're useless to me. Like Yo, you, you remember the first time we met, and I like beat up eight of them right in front of my house. Mm-hmm. Right, they're nothing. Terry, I could stop this now, as I am, with my dog and cane, mm-hmm. and you have the Batmobile. Yeah, and that suit. Call so. me when the internet comes to life. All right. Well, that's that's happening real soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, Dr. Price not liking Batman kind of leads to my quote. Yes. Which is just the first thing she says to him is just very um, dismissive and, and just kind of condescending. Yep. And I love it. And it's this. Wait a minute. Who are you? What's going on? That's classified. Government stuff, huh? That's what I figured. You don't know anything. Just you, you don't know it. Get out of here. Stop bothering me. Shut up, kid. And he he clearly is trying to say, look, these are kids. I am also a kid. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like them a year ago. Yep. But he can't say any of that because it'll give away who he is. But mm-hmm. he's clearly like, look, I, I know how these guys, well, think is a bad word. but uh, I mean, process information, I guess. I, is, uh... I know the next dumb thing they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's trace them to the hamburger store. Yep. The hamburger store. <laughs> Maggie, is that what you think restaurants are called? I worked at a hamburger store for three years. I think I know what a hamburger store is. I now. also worked at a hamburger store at at, uh, at at the Royal one, as a matter Ooh. of fact. Yeah. I just worked at Wendy's hamburger store. Yeah, Excuse I me, worked at Wendy's fine hamburger store. Of course, I worked at uh, Hamburger King's hamburger <laughs> store. <laughs> I never did meet that creepy king, unfortunately. Guys, the Hamburger King is here, mm-hmm. and if you can find him, he'll give you shiny tuppence. He's not hes not hard to find. <laughs> Nobody else looks like that. He was in the chili the whole time. They don't have chili at Burger King, oh no. <laughs> Why did he bring chili to hide in? <laughs> that must have cost so many units to make happen. Oh my god. He's uh, in 30 units worth of chili. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I think that's everything I got. Very well. Then let's move on to, honestly, I had forgotten about this episode. Probably top five for this series for me, though. Yeah, this one ruled. Lost Soul. Take it away. So 35 years ago, aging billionaire Robert Vance downloaded his brain into a computer like so much lawnmower man so that he could theoretically live forever. And his heirs honored that grand notion by instantly turning the old man off and putting his dick, his dick, good lord, <laughs> and putting his disc in a drawer next to a floppy marked Windows reboot disc and another one marked Doom Shareware. Cut to the future, all the way to the year 2000. And Robert Vance's grandson has been tasked with running the company, and he really doesn't want to. So he's hoping his grandfather's personality will help him out. Sure, says Robo Gramps. Just plug me into your internet first. Well, certainly nothing bad can come of that, says Vance the Younger. Mom, get off the phone! I need to use the internet! (laughs) Once online, RoboGramps swiftly starts taking over Gotham City, shutting down all the electronics and almost killing Terry and Dana while they try to kiss in an elevator. I have to go help Mr. Wayne, says Terry. Cool, I have to go not put clues together, says Dana. 
remembering to breathe in and out. <laughs> Terry shifts into Batman mode and then heads to the power plant, where he is menaced by a cat, and then RoboGram zaps him with a laser. Terry quickly discovers that Vance has downloaded himself into the Batman suit and then tries to walk Terry into the ocean, which is, quite frankly, badass. Mm-hmm. Bruce shuts the suit down, rescues Terry, and then the two decide not to worry about an evil computer program taking over an incredibly dangerous weapon at all so that they can find Terry some pants to wear. <laughs> Somehow, the suit with Vance in it escapes. This is your fault, Bruce tells Terry. Terry heads out after Vance, bringing only a half-empty utility belt and an old Nightwing mask that actually makes him look pretty awesome, honestly. Terry tracks the bat suit to Vance Enterprises, where Gramps is attempting to download his brain into his grandson's body like that Stephen King short story I read in high school. Terry and the suit tussle. The suit has Terry mostly on the ropes until Terry uses the twin powers of magnets and stabbing to finally stop the suit and wipe Vance's brain. As we all know, once you kill an evil computer program, it is dead forever. So you think Vance from Vance Refrigeration is going to be the Brainiac of this show? I think so. I think he'll I think he'll merge with Brainiac to become the Vance Brainiac conglomerate. <laughs> you lost steam there, huh? <laughs> also, is the Stephen King story short story in question the Lawnmower Man? Uh, no, huh, I got two Stephen King stories into this summary. Sort of. I mean, you and I both know that Lawnmower Man movie, which at the time was pretty good, mm-hmm. had nothing to do it with sure Stephen didn't. King's story at all. I believe he sued over that. It's like, you die, I, yeah. I wrote a story and you've just slapped the name on some cyberpunk movie you have. Yeah, and look, like I say, I liked that movie at the time. I can't imagine it's aged well, but like mm. in 1993 or whatever, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, those CGI effects such as they were back then. Yeah, but at least they... and also pretty cool. I'm, I'm here for the inside of a computer. Like, mm-hmm. that can always look weird and fake. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's trying to pass as reality. So. And yet you refuse to watch Tron. I will never watch Tron. <laughs> that has so little to do with Tron, though. Uh... Um, wow, you you just got me thinking about Tron and how I'm never going to watch it. You're never going to um, watch Tron. Yeah. No, I loved this. I loved this episode. This is so good. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's creepy as fuck. I mean, mm-hmm. this, my good thing is just how the, the, the design of digital Vance mm-hmm. is just this sort of almost skull looking, yeah. like, uh, black outline in, inside a screen. Mm-hmm. It looks like the way they shot the Sovereign bits yeah, that in was the first Venture thing Brothers. I, too. I don't think it is because the way they did that was they shot live action and then put it inside the cartoon, which made it look weird because your eyes are like, wait, I'm watching a cartoon. Why does this look weird? Yeah. Which was the point. And I don't think they did that here, but it looks kind of like that. It's an incredible design. Like, it yeah. looks so freaky when it's talking to people. There's a bit where... Uh... Uh, the grandson's like doing something, and it's the 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 face is just looming in the background, and it's so creepy. Yeah, it had a bit of a RoboCop two vibe to mm-hmm. me, also. Yep. You know, just the aesthetic of like, um, I still think of that dumb uh, uh, operating system he uses, where where the op- Apple should be on the pull down menu. It's a skull. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's just, in general, it just reminded me a bit of that. Um, and they got uh, Stacy Keach, who mm-hmm. has uh, voice characters uh, in this uh, animated universe before. Oh, yeah. Did the voice. And he just did sort of a flat voice like this. Like, Batman, I'm going to take your suit, and then I'm going to get myself a new body. And it was is much better than making him sinister. And mm-hmm. they didn't quite make him cold and brainiac either. There's some humanity in there. It was just, it was a nice sort of walking the line of what he should sound well, like. That's the thing. There's just enough friendly grandpa in there to sort of throw you off. 
yeah, the at the beginning where they're showing like, look, he's digitized and he's reading off like his, I don't know, his calendar of mm-hmm. Ben Franklin sayings or whatever. He's yep. like, a penny saved is a penny earned. Okay. It is, it is, I mentioned this in my summary, it is the funniest fucking thing in the world to me that this guy downloaded his brain into a computer and then everyone was like, we don't want to deal with this. Well, the first 30 seconds of the episode is, this is a triumph for science, this mm-hmm. is amazing, I will live forever. And then immediately, it's like, no, I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny to me. Yeah, same. And Let then me help you run the company, son. Mm, no, you I have an option now, that. Gramps. No, I checked with the lawyers. There's absolutely no legal reason to leave you alive. So mm-hmm. goodbye. Yeah, bye. This is my company now. <laughs> yep. Paxton Powers furiously taking notes. Wait, you can do that? <laughs> Shut down. Dad. I just let him sink in a submarine. I didn't know you could just turn him off. Oh, God, that would have been so much easier, and I wouldn't have had to spend that submarine. Mm. Uh-huh. I could have had a submarine. Ooh, I mean, Dad. that was a decommissioned That was a decommissioned uh, government submarine, but yeah, he could have stolen it. Mm-hmm. He's a billionaire. He could get a submarine if he wanted. Yeah, I guess so. They can do anything. Yeah. You could put jubes in a submarine if you want. <laughs> and if you no- get that reference, I'll be impressed. <laughs> and no one could stop you. It's an, old kids in the hall. it's an old kids in the hall sketch. Oh, shit, I've been watching a lot of kids in the hall lately. So. It's just uh, Kevin's character talking about like the power of imagination. Mm-hmm. I could put jube jubes in a teapot in a submarine. <laughs> the power of imagination. Uh, yeah, they're, they're coming back soon. Oh, good. Hopefully it won't be one of those sad things where it's, it's not always, good anymore. Uh, but we'll, that, that, we'll, we'll see. Sometimes... Sometimes it isn't. Yeah, so it's always a crapshoot where it's be like, will we recapture the old magic, or is it just sad that old people are here? Yep, exactly. Um, but yeah, the the whole thing with Vance is great. Like, mm-hmm. I love. Like, I mean, this is a classic sci-fi story. This is this is sort of a fundamental like um, cyberpunk-ish yeah. type. Like, someone's mind is in in the computer. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm amazed it took this show a season and a half to get there. Yeah, like. They kind of did this on original on the uh, yeah they did original Batman. They, they definitely did this. This technology has already been established mm-hmm. as existing in this universe. Yeah. Um. But I mean, his company might have developed it independently. Mm-hmm. You know, who cares? Yeah. But I also like they could have very easily used this to bring back another old Batman guy, and they mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. Like this is just some new guy that's not actually. So you know, he's not dangerous in and of himself. He just wants to like kill his grandson and take over i mean we've all been there but he's he's evil in the the standard uh evil billionaire way not yeah you know what i'm saying he's not like um oh god what was he 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 came he came around a lot the the robot thing that was trying to take over a bunch oh of times. Yeah, yeah yeah oh god i can't remember his name yeah, but yeah, awesome exactly. was the guy who made the robots yeah yeah yeah. but like yep Ugh, now i'm just thinking of the robot batman that's not right either no, and then and then we had uh, Brainiac, of course. So, yes. like, you know, this kind of thing has happened before, but it's just, it's nice. It's mostly contained mm-hmm. to this company and this family, but it still obviously affects Terry. This is a an excellent like personal Terry story as well. Oh yeah, well, I mean, this is my good thing. Like, I love ha- Terry having to prove himself without the suit. Like, yes, it's awesome, but it's also a thing that we we're gonna need to tackle at some point with, with him being the new Batman. Like. Bruce's whole deal, like, one of the reasons Batman is awesome is that he, at the end of the day, is just a dude in a costume, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Terry's great, but you need to show that it's not just the suit that makes him Batman, you know? Like, Bruce even says that at the end, like, he's like, the suit's out of commission, Batman isn't, you know? Yeah. 
and it's awesome. And then you have him fight the suit to prove that he's better than the suit. Like, this, yeah. this shit rules. And, like, I, Terry has that extra thing where it's like, also the bat suit gives him a ton, like, he can fly, he can turn invisible, it's got extra strength. Yeah. Like, like, okay, but can you beat him if you're just a dipshit in a domino mask? Yes. Turns out, yes. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm better than the last dipshit that wore this domino mask. <laughs> so wa- <laughs> just watch yourself. Mm-hmm. Look, we'll get into my bad thing in a second, but uh, oh, Terry looks look, fucking good in that domino mask. He does, but let's let's get into it then. Uh, yeah, all that being said, there is no reason not to put Terry in an old Batman costume, and I really wanted to fucking see that. Mm, I think this show has done an excellent job all along of giving us exactly as much fan service as we should have. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been a little too far. I just They're just standing next to it. I'm just like, Terry, Terry's going to put that Batman costume on. <laughs> Terry's going to put that Batman costume on. It's going to be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to fight the Batsuit in the old Batman costume. And it's I mean, fucking rule. He was wearing Nightwing's mask and an old yellow utility belt, mm-hmm. which is very dis- visually distinctive as well. The mm-hmm. two things... Plus, his just regular look, I think, looked really good. It does, but, you know, I fucking yeah. want to see him in that costume. All right. I want to see it. Yeah. I don't know. I Like I say, I think that would have been just slightly too far. Also, yeah. I really like Bruce saying, um, well, you could put on these costumes, but I never fixed up the bullet holes and the knife <laughs> stabs. and the Like, he's, he's trying to talk Terry out of it yep. by saying it's dangerous, but it's also a nice way to tell us why he's not doing yeah. that. I just they're standing there. I'm like, you could just reach out and put it on. <laughs> you just put it on. Just do it. Look, there. we're gonna get not exactly that, but we're gonna get other things very similar to that. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. Also, um, like uh, he's got he puts the utility belt on, and this is pr- this is probably just him not finding the stuff that he's looking for. But like he mm-hmm. reaches into two pockets and finds nothing, and I'm just th- like. Bruce, did you just send him out there with a utility belt with literally nothing in it? Well, also it was the display model. Mm-hmm. It was it was in the glass case in on the Batman costume. It's like I'm surprised there's a bunch of live shit in there to be honest. Terry, take this with you. Thanks. A belt with pouches. Uh-huh. It's not the 90s anymore. Mm-hmm. Great. This will be great for my cable cosplay. Mhm. Who? You know, cable. No, I don't know who that is. The pouch man. Nope, don't know who that is. I know, I per, I know, I Al know who that is. Bruce Wayne would not know who that is. <laughs> Sorry, Terry, that's a different universe, universe, and he's from a different future. Also, you know, Bruce is an out-of-touch old man. Mm-hmm. I don't read mm-hmm. the comic books. <laughs> is little Dot still a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they brought her back. She just wears a helmet that says ham all the time. <laughs> what a great um, comic strip this is. Yeah, my bad thing. Bruce, you you called this out in your summary, and I'm glad I'm not the only one who spotted this. Uh Bruce did not even consider that Vance, like, Terry brought the suit, which had already been possessed Mm -hmm. once, back to the Batcave. And then they're like, well, let's go. Let's go get you some clothes, kid. Yep. I I had a lot of... uh, a lot of kids here. I'm sure I got something that'll that'll fit you, or maybe you'll have to put on one of uh, Alfred's old butler outfits. Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) But, like, then the suit just gets up and starts walking around. Like, Bruce, you could have... You could have scanned it. You could have switched it off. You could have poured a bucket of water on it. You could have put an anvil on its chest so it couldn't stand up. Like, there's so many things you could have done. Just put it back in the box, for God's sake. Handcuff it to the table. Like, Well, this probably isn't worth worrying about anymore. It's just a shirt. Or staple it to the table, then. I... 
We're not going to do anything about this at all. I don't. T- Terry needs to put pants on. And then he blames Terry. Like, come on, man. Nice work, Terry. You didn't put... <laughs> this is all your fault. You brought this here. <laughs> yeah, you... <laughs> it's your suit. And you were yeah. irresponsible for it. Clearly, Remember I that can't th- trust you anymore. Remember all those times you turned it off? Mm-hmm. You you remind me it's your suit all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut up, Dad. No, <sighs> well, you don't know that yet. <laughs> um. So let's talk a little about the sequence with uh, Dana near the beginning. Oh yeah. Um. They are. She is clearly down to fuck. Oh yeah. Clearly, they're in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Her her paper her her like uh fishing line thin mm-hmm. uh spaghetti strap falls over her shoulder and yep. she gives him a look she gives him a look she looks at it like she could not be like that's my kids subtle. love batman moment really yep. is like i i mean kids are you know kids are unaware of what that means but a grown-up watching that knows exactly uh-huh. what that means that is dirty yep and he's like i gotta go stop crime now <laughs> and i get it man like this is peter parker situation oh, i yeah. understand you got the hottest ladies in the world throwing themselves at you and you can't do anything about it. But uh, it was it was just so clearly like they've never made it so overt before. Yeah. Actually, my- like her parents were out of town. Yeah, exactly. We're doing this now. OK. Yeah. Nothing I love more than fucking in an elevator. All right. Look, well, no, they were going up to like her place. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if the elevator stopped, well, all right. We had some I mean, it's one kill. of those it's one of those great glass elevators. Everyone's going to see us, but whatever. <laughs> going to keep going up, 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 out of the building. Mm-hmm. Let's take this to a poor kid's house. Yep. Uh, but uh, th- it kind of ties into your quote. This, yeah. uh, this is a scene that my quote's from. This was this was so funny to me. It's just, just Dana being Dana. Hey, we're still alive. Yeah, I mean, she's real dumb. Hey, we're alive. Whoa, thanks for pointing that out. I had this thought while I was watching this, because she basically, like, Terry goes off to go find uh, uh, Bruce and go do Batman stuff. And Dana's mm-hmm. just like, okay, I'll see you later. And all mm-hmm. I could think is, every time Terry goes to go be Batman, Dana runs off to go be Catwoman. Uh, I believe your original statement was Catwoman Beyond. Yeah, she goes off to be Catwoman Beyond. Which is much funnier. And shit. And he's always so busy doing whatever crime he ran off to do mm-hmm. that... He's never going to catch her. So. We got to do something about these cat burglaries, but we keep having to fight old men who turned into computers or skeletons, or old men that uh, whose heads we had preserved in the basement, mm-hmm. or that old, we grew a new body for, or which, old men who are the Joker. Which, by, oh, that hasn't happened yet. Which, by the way, uh, the Mister Freeze episode made it very clear you can grow someone a new body. Yeah, they did, had a really good time. I guess uh, Vance, Vance just you... wanted to kill his grandson. Which I mean, fair. that's fine. I, I don't know. I'd want to kill his son more. His son's already dead, mm-hmm. but his son's the one who switched him off. His grandson turned him back on. The, um... Ingrate. The amount of uh, not giving a shit that Vance has for his grandson is ex- also extremely funny to me. Oh, yeah. It's just like, oh, thanks, oh, you... Grandpa. You gonna help well, he... me? Fuck off. He kind of sizes him up at the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like, oh, so are you a captain of industry type? No, not really. No, I just want to... I just want to play the guitar or hang yeah, out. Yeah, look, you know? look, I can I could sell this company for billions and just buy my own island and mm-hmm. just live there. And I think I'm going to do that. I don't have any interest in it. I, I I really like that's how the, that's how this ends. Yeah, this he's like, like I don't I want don't this company. Want a company, I'm going to sell it. And what would yep. your grandpa think? Uh, I can honestly say, fuck my grandpa. Yeah, uh, the his last words are, and let me quote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
days. There was a there was a very good, very like to me, very haunting scene of him just like his memories being stripped away yep. and the last thing being like the first thing he remembered in his life. Yep. And just like ooh. Love it. Yep. This whole episode fucking rules, honestly. This is this is my jam. Yeah. This is my kind of thing. I love I love all of that. <laughs> um I believe you also spotted uh when they're uh trying to take the building back and there's some cops there. Oh yeah. There's the seventies ass looking right out of the sabotage video. He's <laughs> just got like the biggest cop stash I have ever seen. Yeah. He's like slamming his badge down on the on the table and like I don't know, threatening witnesses or whatever. <laughs> or I guess suspects. You don't threaten witnesses, but all cops do, but you know. <laughs> that lousy chief's making it so I can't just shoot people. Mm-hmm. And I want to. <laughs> Damn it, McGarnagal. <laughs> oh, so the uh, you, you talked about this in your summary, mm-hmm. but uh, the uh, dragging the bat suit out into the sea. Oh, yeah. I love this scene so much. was so horrible, like in the best way. So uh, so the suit gets possessed and Terry's still in it, right? He can't move, but he's still like he's in there, obviously. Like, so I he's lo- like, hey, stop. First stop of doing all, that. Hey. That's fucking terrifying yeah. like that yeah that turns this thing into it like super claustrophobic like yeah and then the suit's just like all right well you know i bet the suit can breathe underwater i bet you can't which is true there's a big mouth hole yeah and then he just walks terry into the ocean and is just gonna leave him to drown until bruce saves him it's well and the best part is uh he's driven out of the body or out of the suit for a minute mm-hmm. But Terry still can't move. So he's just standing there yeah. as waves start passing over him. He still can't move. The guy's not there anymore, mm-hmm. but he's still going to die. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God, it's this a, is some good, like, someone's going to die horror, It is man. a nightmare situation. Like, yeah. good Lord. Yeah, you're paralyzed and the sea is about to overtake yeah. you. You can't fight the sea. I don't care how Batman you uh, are. He might be able to fight the sea if he could move. I mean, yes. He could at least get out of the sea. Ugh, I hate the sea. Oh, I know you do. Has a magnificent power. <laughs> One of the things I really liked is near the end when Terry's fighting the suit, as you as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're not like because we're not in Terry's POV like we usually are, when it turns invisible, we just don't see it. Yeah, we don't get that usual outline that we get, mm-hmm. which is a very good choice. That's like, really cool. Because from the outside, yeah, you of course you wouldn't be able to see it. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. That's for our benefit because we're following the hero. Yeah, it's like this is what this is what this isn't what we're actually seeing. This is just to let you know. Yeah, for us. Yeah, but the um, yeah, from when we're in Terry's POV, we and he's not in the suit, he can't see it, and it's, it's, it was a good choice. And then he clonks him over the head with a wrench, which is always the funniest way to, uh, like, the funniest blunt instrument to me in the world is a wrench. There's also in this episode, someone gets beamed in the head with a crowbar, but it's the future, so Ah, it's a a techno crowbar. Uh Uh-huh. Like, it's got, someone put, like, some little techno business on it to make it look future-y, and I love that shit. It's a big bar for opening things with. Yeah, or, you know, taking off a a tire. Mm -hmm. Opening a crate. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? I love uh whenever the suit locks up when uh, Terry's fighting it and it gets all it just turns back into cloth. Oh yeah, it just goes limp. Yeah, like the dude's. But it's it's standing, but yeah. it just goes, you know, like it's yeah. Like oh, the so the good. dude's hand gets magnetized that just turns into a shirt basically and just sort of flops yep. down. It's really yeah. cool. 
No, and they put a lot of extra effort into into uh, animating like just the the physics of yeah, there's no body mm-hmm. in here, which it'd be real easy to sort of cut corners or or you know like not quite get it right. But they someone that was clearly a labor of love for someone because mm-hmm. it it really hit home for me. Well, I also like that the suit doesn't have a mouth when the when the robots in it or when with the robot when the mm-hmm. when grandpa's in it. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, the thing I mentioned before. Good. I don't like. I don't like the mouth. Yeah, you don't. I also don't like. Yeah, you the, don't want him to have a mouth. Yeah, I also don't like the absence of mouth. <laughs> okay, that, none of you it works, are impossible so. to please. Yep. You just want a world swir- uh, uh, swarming with magic robots. I mean, I do. I know, but I don't want those robots to have mouths. Uh, we got a we got a brief glimpse of Bruce inside the Batmobile. Yep, it was very cool. Like when he came to when he came to rescue Terry from the sea. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the thing doesn't have a, you know, doesn't have room for a passenger. He had to just, like, carry him on the grabo arm the whole time. Yep. But you, you get to see Bruce inside that red cockpit, which I thought looked very yep. cool. I also like Terry being carried like he's the Tin Man. Yeah, well. Or I'll carry That's what you get, man. <laughs> got my uh, got my suit wet. Yep. You get to ride home this way. Mm-hmm. We're going to draw you out. We got we got so much uh, shots of, like, what the suit looks like underneath and inside and stuff in this, too. And that is Yeah, just that cool, cool circuitry yep. look. Yeah. Yep. And they did a, it's it's very simple and probably doesn't make any sense, but it, it completely got the point across. Mm-hmm. When the good guy controls it, it's red, like it always is. When the bad guy's taken over, it's green. Mm-hmm. Or other way around, I don't remember. Yeah. But the point is, like, there's two very different colors mm-hmm. that Oh, well, now it's being controlled by this guy, yep. which is cool. Oh, we had a we had a moment, and you mentioned this in your summary, mm. too, where Terry's stealth was uh, was wrecked by a cat, yep. which just I love. A cat shows up and just like, hey, there's Batman here. You fucking cat. Yeah, but the cat's about to, like, fall into the... I don't remember exactly the mm. situation, but, like, he has to he has to decloak and push, like, get the cat to safety. Yeah, that's his save the cat moment. Yeah, because he's a damn hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? I like Terry stabbing the suit with a big spear wrapped up in electricity. Yep. That's how he demagnetizes it. It fucking rules. Yep, that was very good. Mm-hmm. Just a big piece of rebar. The scariest construction material there is. <laughs> well, it's because it's an unbreakable iron bar. Yeah, but it's got those twists on it, too. Yep. Those look brutal. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Now, this was an excellent episode. Mm-hmm. I... I love when they can pull, I've said this many times, but I love when they can pull off a, this isn't a recurring villain, this is one guy we're never going to see again, and they get us completely invested in 22 minutes. Yep. That's that's difficult to do, and they totally did it again. Mm-hmm. I love it. And they did yet another sinister billionaire with techno- like crazy technology, mm-hmm. and it's not just, oh, this is Lex again. Oh, this is um, Powers again. Mm-hmm. Like, no, this is completely different. This I, is um, a new thing. I like that we have... A lot of sinister billionaires because we would, you know, it's the world future. Like, yeah, the world has 20 guys who control everything. Mm -hmm. And so we haven't met all 20 of them yet. Weird that they're all evil. No, it isn't. No, it's weird that one of them is a nice guy. Yeah. And he's not even. Mm -hmm. It's weird that one of them is doing good things. Mm -hmm. He's not a nice guy at all. No. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. I think that's about all yeah, I, I think have. I have everything I got. Very good episode. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I that tremendously. Yeah, I liked them both. I understand mm. you didn't like the first one, but uh, yeah, not I my thing. These. <clears throat> yeah, that's all right. Well, next week uh, we have. I don't know what either of these are. Let's have a look here. I don't know uh, why. I'm hidden looking. agenda mm-hmm. and blood sport. Mm. I have no idea. Blood sport. Back when I was extremely '90s superhero uh, name. So yeah, yeah, it sure is. 
Back when I was doing the G.I. Joe reviews mm -hmm. and relentlessly mocking the terrible voice acting of Sergeant Slaughter, because really, casting a wrestler as a voice actor, that's not what they're good at, man. No. Like, they, I, I will totally acknowledge that wrestlers have a lot of talent, mm -hmm. but vocal is not usually one of I them. I mean, but... certainly not Sergeant Slaughter. Like, yeah. They've got no, and, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage to be a G.I. Joe. It would have been amazing. He, um, but at one point there's some, something that he's supposed to say is this some kind of blood sport, uh -huh. but the way he sounded, he's sounding some kind of butt sport. Is this some kind of butt sport? And so every time I see the word blood sport, I Sergeant, it may indeed be some kind of butt sport. We mm -hmm. just don't know. Yep. What could Cobra be up to this week? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Probably something uh, snake themed. Weirdly, uh, there, later in this series, there will be a lot of, uh, a sinister agency called Cobra. Oh, God, that's right. And it is not a G.I. Joe reference, but I think you've told me already. Yeah, no, it's, a, uh, it's a DC Comics yeah, reference. No, uh, Cobra was a big deal back in the uh, back in the aughts for that's a while. weird. Maybe it was because of this. I could see that. I know, like, I know Cobra's been around for a long time, but I remember yeah. them being, like, they tried to get them over back in the aughts as, like, a big threat or something, you know? Well, it's it's season three or four or or maybe both, mm -hmm. like where they become like one of the main, like the way Powers was last yeah, season. Yeah, that's kind of interesting in this show. And uh, I don't, I, I remember being a little bored by it at the time, but I've changed my opinion on some of this stuff. Yeah, so who knows? We'll maybe see. it's good. But um, I, one of the things I just realized telling you that mm. is this season so far hasn't had a clear arc, and I kind of like that. Yeah, I kind of like maybe one will reveal itself. Maybe this is just a season of one-offs, but. It's not just following exactly the same pattern of season yeah. one. That's good. No, it'll be interesting to see how this sort of plays out. Because, like, I've said this many times, but this show cribbed a lot from Buffy. Mm -hmm. And it, it, one it's thing, very obvious that it did. Yeah, that I'm watching which it. that's you know, yeah. look, like like a tweet I saw this week said, "Say what you will about Joss Whedon." End of sentence. <laughs> Guy's an asshole. <laughs> but um, that show was still very influential, yeah. and um. One of the things they did sort of later in the series is it, it you could kind of start seeing, okay, you'll meet the big bad guy in the first episode mm -hmm. or two, then he'll beat her, and then he'll go away, and then she'll fight him again. You know, it was the same thing every time. Yeah. And so I like that these guys have already learned, well, don't do not do it exactly the same mm -hmm. way. So that's good. Yeah. All right. So as ever, uh, our website is kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, it is kidslovebatmanpodcast.com. At Gmail, uh, I am on Twitter at Algar. I'm at Maggie Robots. If you want to donate to our Patreon, it will take as little as one dollar US mm -hmm. every month to get you access to. We ended up doing like twenty of the direct-to-video mm -hmm. DC movies before we got bored with that <laughs> and moved on to the Brave and the Bold, which we've now done an episode. Yeah, we we've, just we've done two, yeah. but we've posted we've posted one. Next so, one uh, shows up uh, February fifteenth, I believe. Yes. Uh, and the 15th of every month, you get a new one yep. of those. And all you got to pledge is as little. You can, you can pledge more if you want, mm -hmm. but only a dollar. Yep. And you get all that stuff, plus bonus stuff from from other mm -hmm. shows that I make. Uh, Patreon.com slash Algar. We, we would love if you did that. Yeah. And Even if you just give the dollar and get the stuff that we have done up to this point. Like, that's the fucking yeah. great savings, no. my dude. <laughs> Plenty of people have done that and then just, like, withdrawn it. And mm -hmm. I don't feel bad yeah. about that. I would, I would like to see that monthly payment. Like, we got a lot of, of uh, expenses to cover. Mm -hmm. But... It's still nice. Yeah. Either way. Um, all right. And uh, that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala dregs. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. 
to provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.